Welcome to an episode of The Breakdown that's going to be a little bit of a first for our show. We have never done a two-part episode before, but because of the scope of the conversation that we had with our next guest uh, and because of the importance of some of the things that we talked about, we've decided that we're going to break it up into two episodes. So for a little bit of context, our guest is uh, Deirdre Mitchell-McLean, who has been a journalist, she has been a political actor, and she's currently the host of a amazing podcast in Alberta politics called Women of AB Poly. Uh, we're sitting down with her to discuss a couple of things. Uh, one of the things that we're talking about is sort of the future of Alberta politics, the future of centrism and what that term even means. But we're going to start off with our conversation with her about how she got to where she is right now and how the Women of Pod Poly podcast came to be. So we're very, very pleased to present part one of our conversation with Deirdre Mitchell-McLean. The first part, like we said, it's all about women of AB Poly. Hope you enjoy. One of the side conversations that's been occupying a lot of space in uh, the political conversation in Alberta, especially on the political Twitter machine, has had to do with where things sit on the political spectrum. And as much as it seems like the, the far left hate the far right uh, and the far right hate the far left, it seems like there's one thing that both of them can agree on, and that's that they both really, really hate centrists. Now, centrist is sort of a, at any time we're using political terminology, it's very broad terminology. So to get a little bit of a better idea of what centrism is and means and what its future might look like in Alberta, we are extremely excited to welcome to the show uh, one of the, I would argue the founder, uh, but she's going to be humble and, and, and spread the, the, the credit around a little bit, I'm sure. Uh, the founder of Political R&D, which has now evolved into the Women of AB Poly, which is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to on politics in Alberta. Dear Mitchell McLean, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, Nate. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you so much for being willing to come on the show that so many people hate because we took John Carpe out for a walk. Um, that's that's more bravery than we're used to seeing from centrists, he said cautiously. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, before we get into the the sort of the meat of the conversation, which is the the the, the centrism piece, I just want to talk a little bit about the the Women of AB Poly podcast because it has been a fascinating evolution. Uh, to to see where that's sort of come from, and it's happened in a relatively short period of time. So before we get does into it feel the... short? Does it? Well, does it? It doesn't to me. <laughs> geologically, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's very short. And we like to talk about geology in Alberta, so I'm going to use that as my reference point to to get out. Um, who is Deirdre? Um, how did you how did you get into the this this fascinating position that you're in with this this podcast and the the writing work that you do? Let's start from there. That's a, that is a big question. Um, so let's let's start with the fact that I've always been a writer, right? From the time that I was very young, I wrote poetry, I wrote stories. I wanted to be a playwright in grade two or three. Like, I mean, it's it's always been I want to be a writer. And at one point I realized I need something to write about. And if you haven't done anything, if you haven't 
left the country, the province, the town you live in, um, it becomes a little bit difficult to you know, bring, bring in a much bigger perspective. And so in 2016, I discovered, or sorry, 2015, I discovered politics and really got into it. In 2016, I discovered the Strategist podcast and I loved it. Anyways, and so when they stopped though, I was like, what a, what a big hole left here. And I was learning so much from them, right? Like I was new to politics. I was new to campaign strategy and stuff. And I, and the thing is I learned something every episode and I really wanted to try and emulate that in some way because I thought I avoided politics. I didn't know how politics worked. I didn't know how political parties worked. And I thought this is the type of thing I want to somehow get people excited about. And so in 2017, I thought, okay, I'm going to do this at some point. And I started writing, I started following Jason Kenny around. That was the way for me to get into all of these events and see what was actually going on and not have a word count limit. That, that's something that really bothered me about um, reading the articles, right? You see the CBC article or the CTV article and they're like, oh, this is something that happened. And you're like, oh, but what else happened, right? That's what I, I always had these questions. So I started following it around and started writing. And, um, and I knew I wanted to start a podcast, but I was super worried because what if I had a really awful voice and I didn't know, I didn't know what if, what if it just grated on people like, you know, nails on chalkboard, I had no clue. So it took me about eight and a half months, or if we want to talk from 2016, when I knew I wanted to start one, it took way longer, uh, Thanksgiving weekend of 2018, I put out my first podcast and it was, it was just me. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to talk about. And so with this week in AB, it was me interviewing and, and that was fun, but I also wanted to be a bigger part of the podcast that was mine. <laughs> so then I went to, um, then I went to conversations with and, and Robbie Krieger Smith, who I knew from political things was like, you know, I, I would like to do this too. And now he said from the beginning, he's like, this is a hobby. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, this is my life. <laughs> this is, this is what I'm putting everything into. And so, so Robbie was available when Robbie was available and he wasn't when he wasn't. And that was kind of hard because, because I really wanted to make this work. Um, and I also like it wasn't, um, <clears throat> Angie wasn't actually the first person who said, why don't you do a podcast about women in politics? Um, it, I thought that the difference in timber in our voices would actually make for better listening. So that's why I, I typically went with a male co-host because I thought, oh, you know, this all makes sense. Um, as it turned out, that was not the case, <laughs> I, I discovered. But, um, and then the pandemic hit and uh, Mark Taylor was available more. So it became him and I, but he said from the beginning, like I'm available now, but I'm not like, I'll be gone as soon as the, as soon as it opens up again. So, so I was in this position yet again, where I was like, I need to do something different. And, and I struggled with it because where do I, where do I go? I mean, I tried the interview format. I tried the let's have a discussion format. 
and and how do I how do I marry both of these and, and continue to move forward? And then Angie Nikolachuk said, I would listen to a podcast with all of these women in it, and poof, Women of AB Polly was born. And as I put it, I was ready. I was ready to make that transition in a second and be done. And, and Kathleen Smith, of course, said, I want to be part of this. And, and, and we had something just, it was, it, it, I get, I get where you say it was kind of like, boom. And it was kind of, but I was ready for it because of two years of practice. <laughs> and it's so for if there's anybody who listens to our show who's not familiar with the women of AB Poly thing, you guys have a very specific format that you you utilize. So can you talk about not only what that format is, but how you came to that format? Uh, so I would again have to go with two years of experience. Um, I, I enjoyed, you know, we wanted to continue learning. Uh, but the conversation was so important. And when Kathleen said, I want to be part of this, um, in a way that allowed me to put more attention instead of on hosting so much, which of course I'm still doing, but it allowed me to put more attention on producing. So I kind of, I really paid attention to that producer role and it was as easy as, as easy, <laughs> air quotes. Um, it was it was me saying, I want to have a conversation with, with all of my guests first. And I did see something about that in one of the many books that I've read trying to learn about uh, this, this career that I have absolutely no basis in and no foundation. And so I've just, I've bought a lot of secondhand books that are recommended through the, uh, through state's broadcasting program. I have like first editions that they no longer use, but you know, it's pretty much the same. Uh, so, except the pictures, the pictures, some of the pictures are really bad, very old. I bet there's great hair, right? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of big hair. Um, but, but I mean, the, the gist of it is still there. And that was, that's how I kind of learned about this. But one of the things that I did read, they said, if you're bringing a guest on that you've never actually spoken to, you're basically, um, you know, it's a recipe for disaster kind of thing. So with Kathleen on and, and with kind of this idea of what we wanted to do or how, how we could move with it, I started pre doing a pre-interview with all of my guests. And a few of them have said, really, you know, you're going to do a pre-interview and you also want me for an hour. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> but part of that is just sort of to, to get to know one another and so that when the guests actually show up on the show, we've already had a conversation. They're a little bit more comfortable to begin with. And I know certain things I, I know, um, like I already have some background information on them. I know where their strong story is. I know where my guest strong, my other guest strong story is. Uh, Kathleen can just, you know, pretty much insert herself into anything. And she's like, she's got tons of experience. She's got tons of knowledge because she's just, been doing this sort of thing for a long time and so I can steer the direction in a way where I know both of my guests are not only willing but ready to go and you add those four people and we have this great conversation and it really it really is fantastic how a lot of this has turned out because it is a great conversation like we have people that listen to it and say 
yeah, I'm listening to a great conversation. I'm involved. I'm enjoying it. And so, yeah, I don't know. It really works. One thing that I want to draw attention to as well with the women of AB Poly thing that I think is, is, is pretty cool is the fact that you're very deliberate about the voices that you choose to, uh, I'm going to use the word amplify, um, and that you're, you're very mindful, it seems like, of the, the demographics of those voices. Um, so can you, can you, are you, are you comfortable talking a little bit about that and what, what sort of inspired that? Um, so it's been a couple of, it's been a couple of guests actually. And, and I guess it's been, um, maybe recognizing some of the opportunity that we had. So Kathleen is based in Edmonton and I'm out in Strathmore. Um, I don't really fit in Strathmore. <laughs> that has been it's been noted by people who live here when they're like, oh, you're not from around here. It's like, uh, yeah, actually, I am. I do live here. I'm part of your community. Um, <clears throat> but the thing is that we already had this kind of dichotomy going on between Edmonton and rural. And I thought, OK, so let's keep that up with our guests. We're going to have two guests and we're going to pull from rural and we're going to pull from the city and, and we're going to try and we're going to try and bring these perspectives together because, you know, maybe people don't think that someone in um, Central Peace Notley is looking at uh, maybe some of the things the government is doing and saying, I'm not okay with that. And so we really wanted to try and include voices from all over the province. Um, and the other thing was one of our first guests, um, Stella Sane, uh, when I first, I was looking for someone who ran a business in rural. And so I had originally reached out to um, Jeremy Appel and Scott Schmidt. And I was like, is there anyone that you can recommend in Medicine Hat area who happens to own a business is a woman. And they said, yeah, there's great, there's a great person you can talk to. And when I did speak with her, she said, you know, she said, I'm not really super comfortable with talking you know, about politics in particular, she said, because I own a business in rural, the majority of my um, customers are uh, UCP supporters. Like, I, I don't really want to get involved in that conversation. And I said, okay, you know, we can probably not necessarily talk about politics. I'm like, I believe everything is political. Well, let's put that to the test. <laughs> and so, the other thing that she said to me, because she was actually the second guest I was looking to book for someone else that I already had. And she said, will I be the only woman of color? And Kathleen and I are very colorless. Uh, so I was like, yeah, you would. And she said, okay. She said, you know, I kind of decided a while ago that I wouldn't do it if I was going to be the only person on. And she said, but, you know, I understand I'm the second person you're asking and all this. And I was like, well, wait, this seems important. And so I said, okay, well, would you be available tomorrow instead? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Like I can totally, I can totally find another woman of color to have this conversation. And I had to change it up because originally, like I said, I was looking very specifically for someone who had a business, owned their own business. Like that was the, that was the focus. Um, 
so I reached out to a couple of women I know and had a conversation and immediately because I ended up with Rhiannon Hoyle and she said, ah, oh, you know, I, we sold our business a few years ago. Like, so this, this is not, this doesn't work for us. And anyway, so I got her, um, I thought, okay, I can, I can change this somehow. I'll let you know if you're available because it is super short notice. And so the next morning I woke up and I messaged them both. And I said, let's just talk about our pandemic experiences. Nice and easy, right? No politics, except sort of, because as it turned out, everything that affects us happens to be quite political or at least, you know, could be addressed politically. And so we just talked about our pandemic experiences. But after that episode, um, Stella said to me, well, actually, Stella cried and said, going to get me Um, (laughs) because it does. It catches me every time. Um, Stella said that she had never been on a panel with someone who looked like her. And she said, I'm in my 40s. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like that's anyway. So so we are very deliberate. Um, And so what Stella taught me was you know, this is not a luxury that everybody has. And so if if I happen to be uh, requesting someone to be on the podcast and they happen to be, um, you know, from a racialized community or, you know, um, just what whatever, <sighs> trying to see someone for more holy who they are, um, I, I take that into consideration. If I've got someone coming from the from a First Nations background, I want them to have someone also from a First Nations background because otherwise it's it's average, right? It's it's their experience every time. So it's um so we are I, I am deliberate in the way that I that I book my guests and and that is in mind. And and there was one time where I couldn't find someone um when I had Jody Gondek on. I was like, I'm sorry, but there are not a lot of women of color who are counselors. And I said, are you okay with this? And, and she said, yes, she was, she didn't mind. But at the same time, um, I, I gave her that option. I said, I'm looking, I am really looking for someone. And, and she said, you know, I'm okay with that. I realized it, um, there's not a lot of women to choose from. So, um, but, but it's now something that I recognize and, and I will, acknowledge i guess i think it's a is that what you meant yeah (laughs) okay that's that's largely what i was going after um (laughs) but i think that it's really important to highlight that because there's lots of different kinds of of podcasts and the the fact that you guys lady women damn it (laughs) i do this to you every time (laughs) i i I'm, i'm trying to shift to women from ladies because I've been told that that's more better. Um, but uh, I have 45 years of, of training that I'm trying being to overcome. Wrong. 45, years of be- 45 years of being wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> Going for another 40. Um, but uh, one of the things that I think is, is, is really quite inspiring about the Women of AB Poly podcast is the fact that not only are you women trying to uh, amplify the voices of women who disproportionately are not well reflected in politics at all, um, but you're, you're, you're taking that ethos the next step farther and, and you're trying to make sure that voices that 
other voices that are disproportionately not not uh, recognized uh, are are being heard, and I think that that's uh, something that we don't see enough of. Um, and so I that's one of the reasons why I really like your show. Uh, there's there's no yeah so. Um, so to to kind of put a cap on that for our our listeners, um, if if you want to listen to a show that's not hosted by a middle aged white guy, uh, I cannot recommend Women of A B Poly enough. Uh, so there's that, but that's only part of what we're here to talk about today. And that's it for part one of our interview with Deirdre. Now, part two is very much more about the future of Alberta politics. It's about the political spectrum. And there's a big part of the conversation that has to do with the idea of the poorly defined thing that is centrism. We're going to be releasing that in a couple of days. We would definitely encourage you to keep an eye out for it. As always, if you appreciate the kind of content that we're producing here, we'd ask you to consider to please sign up at our Patreon site at www.patreon.com slash thebreakdownab and signing up to be one of our supporters on Patreon. The bottom line is that we're only able to produce the kind of content that we do because of the support that we get from our backers. Uh, And for just the price of a cup of coffee a month, you can help us continue to produce this kind of content. We want to say a big thank you again to Deirdre. Uh, We're looking forward to releasing part two. And especially we want to say thank you to all of you for listening and giving us your time. Thank you for your attention.